you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. Hey guys, what's going on? This is your boy Christian Israel. Welcome to the New Creation Podcast. Today is March 28th, 2020, and thank you guys for listening. Today, we are going to dive into the winds of change. Uh, yesterday's episode, you listened to the whole keynote speaker, Christine Lagarde, as she spoke at the Singapore FinTech Festival, and we're going to dive into that. As you heard uh, Robert Emanuel say earlier, do not let a crisis go to waste, but they've been preparing for this. So we're going to dig into this and dive a little bit more. At the time of this recording, um, I want to let you know what's going on in the market real quick because there's some a little bit of movement. Well, not a lot of movement. Bitcoin is still sitting at $6,673. It's up 0.18%. Or Ethereum's up 1.26% at 137 But here's the thing. XRP is up 10% today. Now, I find that interesting because I'll get into this later, but we, uh, the House officially passed um, the $2 trillion stimulus bill, and the stock market has bounced uh, 20% the past couple days, and which is historic. It's, it hasn't happened in a long time, which at CryptoJeb pointed out today on YouTube. Shout out to at CryptoJeb. But XRP is the only... Um, cryptocurrency worth speaking about anyway that has the market cap that it has that is up 10.34% right now trying to crack 18 cents so just a little bit of something there guys anyway thank you guys for tuning in today uh, make sure you please like follow subscribe to the podcast share we're officially on Spotify and Google Podcasts and you're listening to it on our anchor platform just thank you guys very much also hit me up on at new creation cap on Twitter Thank you to all the new followers that are out there. So, um, guys, this is a new you, a new future, and a new creation. Let's jump into today's story. Hey, guys, what's going on? So, today we're going to dive into episode five, which is really a part three of episode four and three. What we've been talking about is this digital currency, was it planned? And yesterday's episode, I played for you guys the keynote speech by Christine Lagarde of the IMF at the Singapore FinTech Festival back in November 20th, 2018, where she's pitching uh, the concept of cryptocurrencies to a smaller group of digital people. These people, this group of people is focused on moving digital forward with banking. Okay, so we've heard interviews played from 2016, uh, earlier in 2018 in April, and now this is November where she's slowly pushing. And this thing wasn't planned. So when you hear things like this, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. You're curious how the IMF on a larger group plays for that. So um, we're going to break this down a little bit more and more today uh, and listen to it, because one thing that she says is, Change is the only constant. Is change is the only constant, okay? And in in her speech, her goal is to do three things, okay? It's first to frame the issue in terms of changing nature of money and the fintech revolution. Her second thing is to evaluate the role for central banks and the new financial landscape 
especially in providing digital currency. And third is to look at the downsides and consider how they can be minimized. Okay, so let's look at how money is going to change with, with banking. Let's look how to put the central banks and move digital currency. And let's look how to move into the digital currency world without it backfiring on us. Okay, so again, as we know, as we know, it's important to understand what is going on. Now, a lot of people, I don't want to say are sheep, but we have learned as people to kind of just move forward. And so hopefully the point of this podcast is to not let you just walk forward blindly, but to open your eyes to what's going on, at least in our digital world. I'm not here for politics, but to see that this digital currency was planned. It has been planned. It's been moving forward. So let's continue to dive in into what she's saying here. Major central banks on cross-border payments. Cross-border payments. That's what I want you to hear the word again. I want you to understand what cross-border payments are, but I want you to hear um, from her point what the three issues are again. New ideas can be tested. Think of the FinTech Innovation Lab and its collaboration with major central banks. So the FinTech Major Lab has already been, not at this point is she pushing for it, but it's already been collab. Uh, uh, collaborated with so they're moving they're moving forward with what they've already been testing you heard her speak at davos right a couple episodes back where she said a major bank has been um, experimenting with a small set of people with their digital dollar and to use it on a grand level okay but that's not it i want you to hear her as she speaks and walks through how uh, paper money and what we've done with money and that the natural and next advancement of it is. Especially in relation to providing digital currency. And third, I would like to look at the downsides, the risks, if you will, and consider how they can be minimized. Let me begin with the big issue, change of money. How is money changing? When commerce was local, centered around the town square, money in the form of token, shells to begin with, metal coins eventually, was sufficient and it was efficient. The exchange of coins from one hand to another settled transactions. So long as the coins were valid, and that was determined by just glancing, inspecting, scratching or sometimes biting into them it did not matter which hand held them but as commerce went maritime on ships like those that passed through singapore and covered increasingly greater distance carrying those coins became expensive risky cumbersome heavy so she just decide, just discussed there basically the start of money. So shekels is what she was referring to, you know, back in the early, uh, well, all the really way, way back before, when they were just weren't bartering with cows and work and cat uh, and and your pigs and all these other things. You had shekels, which was used a lot in the Middle East, uh, where they would move it, where they imprint. Um, even in Rome, a good example is they would imprint Caesar's. 
uh, face on it. Uh, and then that's kind of how they move and how people pay their taxes. And then they, they would weigh it. And based on the weight of it, right, that's how much it would be worth sometimes or the, the density of it. So that's what she means by bite it. Then she continues to go on into what Chinese paper money was, which was introduced in the ninth century. And it helped, but not enough, right? So she's trying to say, here is the steps of money. We went from shekels to Chinese money to what she continues to call what uh, the Arabs call it, sakis, which is the origin word for check. All right. So we went from hard shekels to paper money to checks. Okay. So I want you to hear her talk just a little bit more called these sak, abbreviation for sukuk, the origin of our word check today. And these checks and the banks that went along with them spread around the world, spearheaded by the Italian bankers and the merchants of the Renaissance. Other examples are the Chinese chanzi and the Indian hundi bills. And suddenly, it mattered who you dealt with. Was this Venetian or Persian merchant the rightful owner of that bill? Was the bill trustworthy? Was that Chansey bank going to accept it? Trust became essential. And the state became the guarantor of that trust by offering liquidity, backstop and supervision. Why do I take you through a little bit of history background? Well, because the fintech revolution questions the two forms of money that we just discussed, coins and commercial bank deposit. And it questions the role of the state in providing money. Okay, there it is right there. So she's trying to say, if we do money on our own, right, is it trustworthy? This is why... The state stepped in to make it trustworthy by offering a guarantor of that trust by offering liquidity, backstops, and supervision. So basically, that's why the IMF exists, to offer liquidity, supervision, and trust for all of the world banks, which is interesting, right? So let's continue to hear what she says, and we'll continue to break this down. at a historic turning point. You, young or not so young, doesn't matter, but bold entrepreneurs gathered here today, you are not just inventing new services, you are reinventing the history of money. You are reinventing the history of new money. I mean, that's pretty big. And so how do you move forward with that kind of thing? You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. Exactly. <laughs> right? That's the key there is you don't want a serious crisis to go to waste. So, again, listen to that one more time. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. I'm going to keep You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. I keep playing that and I just hit the button again. My bad. Um, so to see that this is not wasted right we're in a pandemic and a serious crisis but in 2018 what are they planning that we're seeing play out today let's continue to listen to her because she's going to go into 
the next type of thing, okay? So she says here, we are, in a, we are at a historic turning point. You young and old, bold entrepreneurs gathered here today are just not inventing services. You are potentially reinventing history. So right now we're at the beginning of history, okay? She also continues to say, because I don't want to continue to play everything, but we are at a key moment in history. Money itself is changing. We expect it to become more convenient and user-friendly, perhaps even less serious-looking. So we want this to move forward. And what will the role remain for cash in this digital world? We already see signs in stores which read, cash not accepted. All right, she's pointing that out, that we see signs of cash not accepted. Then she goes on to make the case for central bank digital currencies, okay? And I want to see if I can jump and find that right here. Let's see. Just in Scandinavia, the poster child of a cashless world. In various other countries too, demand for cash is decreasing, as is shown in our IMF work. I'm trying to find it, but she doesn't say money is decreasing. She says cash. The call for cash is decreasing. So we know as we move to a digital world, right, newspapers are kind of going away. The horse and buggy kind of went away, right? Walking into video stores, for the most part, went away. So it just makes sense for the fourth industrial revolution to move banking online. Let me now turn to my second issue. What is the role of the state? What is the role of a central bank in that new monetary landscape? Some suggest that the state should back off, should back down. Providers of e-money argue that they, are, that they are less risky than banks because they do not lend money. Instead, they hold client funds in custodian accounts and simply settle payments within the network. For their part, cryptocurrencies seek to anchor trust in technology. And as long as they are transparent and you are techie savvy, you might trust their services. Still, I'm not entirely convinced. Proper regulation of these entities will remain a pillar of trust. Now, should we go further? Beyond regulation, should the state remain an active player in the market for money? Should it fill the void left by the retreat of cash? Let me be more specific. Should central banks issue a new digital form of money? A state bank token, or perhaps an account held directly at the central bank and available to people and firms for retail payments, to each of you? Let me be more specific. So if you're not hearing what I'm saying, let me tell you, is what she says. The question is, or statement, should central banks issue a digital form of money, a state-backed token, or perhaps an account held directly at the central bank, available to people and firms for retail payments? A digital currency would be the liability of the state, like cash today, not of a private firm. There it is, people. You just know that in the stimulus bill was hidden a digital dollar for U.S. 
This is in 2018. Back in 2016. Back in 2012. These things have been going, going, going. So here's the question that they're already working. When an institution like the IMF, the biggest banking institution, the last stop for the banks if you're in debt is quote-unquote asking the question, should central banks issue, issue a digital currency? She's not asking. She's telling you it's already happening. And that's the point of this whole thing. She goes into it and tries to tell you, oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. But she really wants to sell you, hey, monies went from shekels to paper to checks to now we're digital. But how to convince you that it's okay to let us still be in control? That's the key. We still want to be in control. So the Bitcoins and all those other privacy coins, that's not how you want to do it. Because as she says, I don't really trust privacy coins. I got to depend on somebody else. And we do see market manipulation in a young cryptocurrency market. But she's saying, let the central banks, the Fed accounts, the IMF control your cryptocurrency, control your coin. Okay. But the question is, how is that payment system going to work? You heard her mention in the 2018 at Davos, in that clip for Yahoo Finance, mention um, tips that the Europeans are using to move money back and forth, right? And today, let me ask you this, right? You have people like Peter Schiff talking about gold. Get gold. Bitcoin is dead. Bitcoin is dead. Cryptocurrency is dead. That's what he always says. He never talks about when cryptocurrency makes a 30% bounce or when bitcoin is up 30 percent, he talks about it's down 10 percent in the last 24 hours but it's up 30 percent on the year you know those kind of things my question is if you want to send gold how long does it take you to send it across the world or across town if you want to send a check you can send a check to somebody right but how long does it take for that money to clear in your bank Three, four days. They give you like, they let you use $200. If you cash a $5,000 check, put it in the bank, that $5,000. They hold for it to clear. And that could take seven days to clear. But you'll get $200 of it today. But you don't really have the money until it clears. It's not, they have to check with one bank to make sure it works for the other bank. And then once the other bank approves it, then they'll approve it in your account and then it will be available. Cash, yeah, I can give you cash immediately, but... How long does that take if I want to send cash to you? A long time. So how does that move? What technology is going to move across the, the, the payment system? If I send you Bitcoin right now through a Coinbase app or wallet to wallet, it could take about 30 minutes, 10 minutes minimum after in the distributed ledger and the blockchain after it's confirmed and all these things as a decentralized where different mining systems and different people confirm it. But it takes a while. The banks don't want to take that long anymore because people want information immediately. They want their money immediately. And Bitcoin, when it was launched in 2009, showed that we can move it quickly. But the issue is, is trust. That privacy coin, it's trust. So if I send you money via Western Union, which can be pretty immediately, I give it to Western Union, they move it through a system, and then on the other half of the world, you get your money when you sign it. That can be within an hour, right, which is nice, but you get charged, you know, $24 for maybe $1,000 to spend. It can be a little expensive, but with the technology, 
that moves inter intermittent cross-border payments needs to be cheap and quick. That's how this is going to go, okay? Just let that sit in. Would you rather pay $24 to move money or would you rather pay a penny? Up to a dollar, no matter the amount you send. I think that's important to hear here. And now I'm not going into what distributed ledger is yet and what XRP is yet, but that's a technology. You know, what if someone told you, would you like to send, you know, Western Union, right? Let's go to what originally was. It's It was a... Uh, a script, right? So if I wrote a letter and then I get it on horseback and you'll get that mail in about seven days across country, right? The, the Pony Express. And then we move to the United States Post Office. The United States Post Office now still works today, right? I write a letter in the mail and you can probably get it across town or across country in a couple days now. So we went from a week to normally get it to uh, I'm sorry, about a month to get mail to a week to get mail. And now, you know, we have things like UPS and Amazon, right? When they send you something, you can get it in a day. But then let's move forward. Something was created called emails. Where now I can get my letter to you immediately. I mean, it used to take like 10 seconds when it went over dial-up internet. Right? AOL, you've got mail. Right? So that moved a little faster. But now we have technology like a text message where as soon as I hit send, it pops up. And if you don't get it in five seconds, you're like, what's going on? But why are we still so patient with our money when everything else is instant? And that's what we're talking about here, guys, is instant money transactions. How is that going to work? Because the central banking system right now is not made for that. They take days still to transfer your money. When you, you think when you go spend it at a, 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 at a grocery store and you swipe it and it takes your money, if you look at your account, it says pending. They hold the money, but they haven't withdrawn it yet or you haven't received it yet. It's held for three, four days sometimes because it's not immediate. So how can we make that immediate? The point of her thing is saying, look, here's what we see. We see that money is moving to digital. Now, the next question I have for you is how are we going to move from a digital world, which is immediate? How do we move our money that way? Something has to happen. And she talks about digital money, digital currency. That's the whole point of this. The winds of change. We're moving to digital currency. And she says at the end, and I'm not going to search in the video now, I'm going to read it to you. She says, the case is based on new and involving requirements for money, as well as the essential public policy objectives. Her message is that while the case for digital currency is not universal, we should investigate it further seriously, carefully, and creatively. More fundamentally, the case is about change, being open to change, embracing change, shaping change. Technology will change, and so must we. Least we remain the last leaf on the dead tree branch, the others having decided to fly with the wind. When the winds of change pick up, what will guide us on our journey? And today and tomorrow. I suggest we follow. If you are lucky, you might be able to meet a person in the New York Financial District. Huh? 
Why did she close this up with the New York Financial District? Because that's where change is. Money runs the world. Banks run the world. And they're moving forward. But winds of change, the wind forces you. Like back then, she opens this up with the ship she used to port in Ephesus. Okay? In Ephesus, the winds blew into the and to the ports. And that's the way, way back at the beginning. When she talks about the winds of change. But now, because technology and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin has forced the banks to catch up. As we know with things like Blockbuster, if when Netflix came out, if you don't put your business online, you are going to go broke. Now, someone tell me where there's a Blockbuster at. There might be one left in the country. So if the banks want to catch up, they have to move forward. But that's not the only issue here. The issue is now debt. The banks have just been spitting money and spitting money and spitting money and spitting money. Where's this money coming from? Remember what she said at the beginning of this? Where she said that the point of the banks is to provide stability and liquidity and trust. Do you trust your local bank right now? Remember, when we played for you the FDIC uh, chairman, Miss uh, Miss McMillian, McWilliams, and then the CNBC interview, uh, I, they didn't never said his name, but the guy was like, your money is safe. And then she's like, don't take your money out the banks because if you put them in the mattress, it won't work out well for you. They don't want you to take your cash out, but they're getting rid of cash. So that sounds like a liquidity issue. And we just printed $6 trillion. I mean, a button technically didn't print it out, but a digital printer of just money to to bail out businesses that did buybacks to give um, everybody in our country $1,200 if you made less than $75,000 and if you filed your taxes in 2018. So if you don't follow in those things, you're not getting that money anyway. But if you do the math on two trillion divided by three hundred million, how much do you think you get per person there? You think it's twelve hundred dollars to qualified individuals? Take a second, and take the calculator out. Where's the rest of that money going, guys? We are in a point in time right now. Again, change a critical time where if you make the right decisions, it can change your life forever. What decisions are you making right now that can change your life forever? She's been pushing this in 2018. They always say the rich gets richer and the poor gets poor, right? This has been going on. They've been planning this. They've been planning this. So I ask a sarcastic question like she asked a sarcastic question. She asked, should central banks issue a new digital form of money? Yes, they're already doing it. So I ask... What are you going to do about this? Can you see something out there that might move banks, move money between banks? There is technology for that. If you could have invested in the internet, which no one can invest in the internet, but if you could have invested in the internet, would you? Something that moves information back and forth. Every time something moves, you get kickback. People like the bearable bull on YouTube and... Um, blockchain backer and uh, 
who's the oh the digital asset investor right those guys really ask good questions and if you haven't watched them on youtube go ahead they're they're digging into now i'm going to catch you up to where they are today but the technology is moving us forward so what are we going to do about it it's just a bunch of questions the changing of the waves a new form of digital money so how are we going to work with that they i mean they're talking about in the 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 banking for all act right digital dollar digital wallet held by the fed accounts to everybody by january 1st 2021 everyone has a phone so it's immediate just like a text message your money is there but that's not that's the way the old banks work they couldn't do that but today they can do that and there's a technology behind it and I, you know, this is New Creation Podcast. We're a part of New Creation Capital Management. The job is to tell people and walk people, again, this is not financial advice. This is just what we are doing. What to invest in, to change. Because if you ever seen the movie The Big Short where people shorted the market during the housing crisis or when internet was created or Google or Amazon, people got into it because they saw where it was going. If I said, hey, Netflix or Amazon is worth $5 a share right now. Would you jump in if you knew where it was going to be today? Or Tesla? Google? Apple? These things changed the world. But people said, who would want a computer at their house? Who would want a TV in their house? Who would want to watch movies and videos online? Who would want the internet? Who would want a cell phone? Change is here, guys. And are you going to get it? It really is a new you. You are not the same right now. If you, in the 60s, in the 50s, in the 20s, people are not how they were today because of instant communication. We are new people because this is a new you. This cell phone is a new you. This generation right now, the, the Generation Z, they didn't grow up without cell phones. They've had it their whole life. But now we're in a new future, a new future with a new creation of digital money moving forward. But this digital money has been around for 12 years now. Now the banks are going to use it. And so we're going to answer next episode what this goes into and maybe who the IMF has been working with the whole time and dive in a little bit more. But I encourage you to go back to episode four and listen to the whole thing, the whole speech again. And listen to it. Listen to the tone of her voice. Listen how she executes everything. This is big. As the bearable bulls would say, do you see it yet? (laughs) It's there. His, His laugh is so funny. It's there. So guys, I challenge you to continue to dig. Continue to look into it. IMF, Christine Lagarde, look for yourself. Don't take it up for me. She mentions uh, a paper that she's lost where they've done research on it. I've included that in the link. Look what the IMF has been researching with digital currencies. I know there was an article out uh, a couple days ago where, yeah, it, it was uh, by Kevin Helms on Bitcoin.com a couple days ago that says China is drafting laws for circulation of national digital currency. Uh, guys, that came out a long time ago. That, that's the thing about it. It came out a long time ago. They've already done their research. So why don't you do your research? I challenge you to do this. So that's the story today, guys. Let me know what you think. Shoot me your questions. Shoot me your answers. Again, follow us on New Creation Cap. 
and just converse with me. Let me know what you think of this story as we dive in because I want to know. The point is to create this conversation and get it going. Thank you guys again for listening to this story. We're going to jump into the next part of this now, all right? Let's jump on in. All right, guys. Well, that's it for episode five. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. I hope you're starting to get just a little bit of um, learning something from this. I really appreciate it. And I know I keep pointing out over and over again this. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. But that is really important because it's not just the government or the banks that take advantage of it, but that's also you. So you don't let this serious crisis go to waste. What are you doing in this time again? Um, I have included some links in the original podcast setting, which is on Anchor. Um, We have the story of the day again, so you can see all of Christine Lagarde's keynote. And then I have the written out under there, the winds of change. And then I also put a couple links for some of the white papers that she talks about in that speech. So central banks distributed ledger technology, uh, central bank considering their own digital currencies for global payments, um, a recent article, trillion dollar stimulus jump starts project to issue central bank currency on Ethereum, which XRP uses that. Uh, a, a white paper on CBDC, which is central bank digital currency, and then an article written about the IMF outlines pros and cons of CBDC. So there's also a link on there to donate to our podcast uh, because I'd like to build it and eventually get you know microphones, um, a, a larger studio to just to make a better project. So if you guys like what you hear, uh, most importantly, like, share, follow, subscribe, do the social media thing. But um, for those of you who've got spare change, you know how to do it. I'm not really asking for anybody. I'm just letting you know there's a link in there. I just happen to read it. Um, last but not least, I put scriptures at the end of every single um, at the end of every single podcast now, and it's not about pushing my beliefs on you. It's just letting you know where I stand. There are some people who listen to this podcast who are not Christians and not believers and don't believe in religion or Jesus Christ or any other religion, period. Um, So I put it at the end so you get your information that you came for. And then if you want to stay for some scripture, I just invite you to listen to it. So tomorrow's podcast, we will be jumping into introducing you to who and what is Ripple Labs and what is XRP. We're just going to dive into that. And then I will kind of try to connect all these things for you. Before we close out, I want to let you know where we are as far as the coin market cap is concerned. Right now, in the cryptocurrency market, there's $186 billion in the market with $112 billion uh, volume in the last 24 hours. Uh, Bitcoin's currently down 0.58%, sitting at 66.73. Ethereum is up 0.05% sitting at $137.46. And over the last 24 hours total, XRP is now up 6.10%, sitting at $0.18. cents. So that's just some things. Let's see what else is going on. The US dollar is down 1.16%, sitting at $98. Gold is down 0.19%, sitting at $16.26. Crude oil is down 5.85%, sitting at $21.00. And 80 cents. Uh, the S&P is down uh, 7%. Uh, 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Dow Jones is down 4% completely, uh, which is 915 points, sitting at 21,636. So we've, again, I've said the, 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 the $2 trillion stimulus is now passed. So we'll see how that works. We'll see how people get their money. Um, so I just hope that you guys are doing okay and doing well. I know there's a lot of people getting laid off right now. And sit back and see what you can do. If you guys don't know this, a lot of wealth is born out of recession. A lot of wealth is born out of an oppression. And so I just challenge you guys to use this crisis to your advantage. To use this crisis to your advantage. Again, I'll play for you one more time. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. So don't let this crisis go to waste, guys. Learn from it. Learn from it. Learn from it, okay? I just want to thank you guys again for listening so much. Uh, we are on several different podcast platforms now. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts are the main ones. Please subscribe. Please share. Please like. Also follow me on uh, Twitter at New Creation Cap so I can converse with you and shoot me some information. Thank you guys for listening. Again, this is a new you, a new future, a new creation. Peace and love, guys. Until tomorrow. Today's reading is from the New International Version, Deuteronomy 8, verses 1 through 19. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years, to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, then feeding you with the manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these forty years. Know then in your heart that a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience in him, and revering him for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land a land with brooks streams and deep springs gushing out in the valleys and hills a land with wheat and barley vines and fig trees pomegranates olive oil and honey a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills when you have eaten and are satisfied praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold all, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness and thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced the wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, 
for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, as it is today. If you forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Like the nations, the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. This is the word of the Lord.